see you guys well, later. <laughs> that is so dumb. Yeah. Um, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. I asked you all the questions. You yep. answered the questions. And oh, I was going to shake it out. I'm doing all my, my intros and stuff now. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode. If you're one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda slash seltzer water in the fridge sitting here today with my dude kevin saftner how do you pronounce your last name saftner with no t actually. oh really yeah. okay the t yep. is silent that is silent yep kevin saftner yep you got uh, it so like if it actually kind of has like a it sounds way more yinzer ish if you like kevin saftner yeah you know, y- you know what it, it does it does roll off the tongue in a very yinzer way if you let it <laughs> cool um i mean speaking of yinzers we can kind of just start here you know are you from Pittsburgh, where'd you grow up? I grew up uh, in a little town called Hickory. Went to Fort Cherry High School, which is in Washington County. Shout out, shout out yeah, to Fort Cherry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yes, yes. Um, the best 70-person graduating class ever. Tiny, tiny little place, <laughs> middle of nowhere. I, by far, am the most different person from the rest of the class out of anybody. Okay. <laughs> definitely, definitely went a way different route than uh, the rest of the country bumpkins I graduated with. All right. And for those of you out there watching that don't know Kevin Safner, what is it exactly that you do that makes you so different from them country um, bumpkins? So I live in the city. so i uh so i own a company called james street promotions um and then i also work with mw hospitality which is a restaurant group that owns seven restaurants around uh, market square and around the city um mainly book concerts uh, lots of concerts events um do a lot of social media and marketing um so i right now i'm booking seven different venues from solo artists that are playing in the corner up mm-hmm. to a 300 person capacity uh nx uh brewing and homestead so pretty yeah. much booking concerts full-time cool yeah we'll dig a little bit more into all that speaking of concerts before we get too deep into the episode i want to just promote some events that i'm doing that <laughs> kevin has nothing to do with but hey you know he's just gonna have to sit through this uh june 22nd uh sykes and the new violence is playing the album release for our friends in old game at Cativo. June 28th, I will be DJing at Harkin's album release at Mr. Small's. June 29th, for those of you in Ohio, Sykes and the New Violence will be at the Westside Bowl in Youngstown, Ohio. And then the day after that, we'll be up in Norwalk, Ohio, Sykes and the New Violence at Charlie's. That's just outside of Sandusky, which, you know, Cedar Point, shout outs to Cedar Point. So. Fucking love that place. <laughs> How are you with roller coasters? You a roller coaster guy? Uh, uh, you know what? I, I am a roller coaster guy, but I, I'm going to give you a shout out before we go any further because I remember seeing you DJ one night and it was just about closing down time and I was hanging out with a pretty good crew and they, they really wanted to hear some gorillas and I jumped up on stage and I said, Sykes, can you get some gorillas on? And next song it was on and those seven girls were very happy. Hell yeah, dude. That's what it's all about, man. Like, when it comes to the the DJ events, I find yeah. myself really – I don't like to call myself a DJ because I feel like there's this sort of, like, pretentious air that goes with it. Like, I'm just somebody that's in the room playing music. Yeah. Right? Like, and if somebody's in the room dancing, it's yeah. like, that's – who you're you need to entertain you're, you're, you're creating a good time there's yeah, people that are there to be there, there can be a pretentious air you're right but some people just like just want to have fun yeah like I think, th- there's no reason not to just have fun i think there's a time and a place for djs who like dj like they basically they spin selfish sets they have yeah. sets you know like there's there's a place for that yeah for sure I mean, there's DJs that, you know, tour all over the world and people go to see them do yeah, their thing. absolutely. But, you know, when I'm DJing at Brillo Box or Spirit or wherever, you know, like, they're not there to see me. They just want to hear some music. They're, so. they're there to get down. If somebody That's... wants to hear Gorillas. I'm going to play it, <laughs> you know, like. I appreciate you gotta that. Keep, <laughs> you got to keep people having fun, you know. So we actually have a, a listener question that ties into Cedar Point and Roller Coaster. Right. So I want to, let's, let's, ta- let's dig into this real quick. So I've actually been sitting on this one for a couple weeks uh, all right, my boy here. Oh, that's uh, that's totally blown out on the screen. That's one issue thing I'm going to have to figure out. You know what? I think the text would be so small anyways yeah. that they probably wouldn't be able to read it. But fuck it. Anyways, <laughs> so Corny Bernazzoli 
I think that's how you pronounce. I keep on asking Corey how he pronounces his last name, and he does not answer me. But I think it's Bernazzoli. So he said, "So I listened to the new episode with Riparian and loved it. But it brings me to some questions. Maybe you can answer on a future episode, which is right now. What is your favorite overall roller coaster at Cedar Point? Oh." Have you been to Cedar Point? Oh, yeah. I've been to Cedar Point, but the last time I was there was when the Velociraptor was released, and it was the first roller coaster where your feet dangled. Yeah, okay. So it's been a while since you've been there. So it's been probably close to over 20 years, and I waited in line for like five hours to get on that roller coaster, and it was amazing. But then I got off and realized my whole family did like the whole park while I waited in line the whole day. And then I was like, oh, man. So like as a 10-year-old kid, I was like, duh, but it was worth it, though. It was worth it. Totally. So, um, I mean, for the longest time, my favorite ride at Cedar Point was the Mean Streak. That big-ass uh, yeah, roller coaster one, in the yeah. back. Um, so the Mean Streak is no longer with us. Oh, uh, no way. But they didn't tear down the track. What they did was they, they basically reformatted the track to have steel rails instead of wooden rails. Okay. And then they added some crazy, like, spinny, loopy corkscrew stuff in with this big monstrosity. And it's, like, the funnest roller coaster I've ever rode in my life. That's cool. They kept it, but updated. Yeah. So that's pretty so cool. There was, a, there was a, a year or two, maybe, when the Mean Streak was gone and uh, Steel Vengeance hadn't opened yet, and that was a really sad time for yeah. me at Cedar Point. <laughs> I do like Cedar Point. I mean, there really isn't a bad coaster in the park, honestly. Yeah. But Steel Vengeance is so sick so if you get a chance to go back to cedar point this summer if you go this summer let me know <laughs> yeah what are you uh do you know much about the new ride coming to kennywood i don't know at all actually i i heard about it on the on the news yeah. the headline for 10 seconds and yeah. that was so, it yeah 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 the steel curtain oh uh, yeah that's it yeah I, it's gonna be it. sick it, i think it's like i think it's breaking nine records wow okay um yeah so it's like the tallest roller coaster in pennsylvania has like the tallest inversion and like I don't, I don't know all that straight I, I was, straight to the roller coaster hall of fame you're oh saying? yeah 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 <laughs> it's it's gonna be fucking tight i wish that i knew more about roller coasters than i do yeah i know enough that it, it's not ruined yet kind of like uh say we'll say with event planning yeah or, or shows the music industry yeah you've been behind the curtain long enough now that i'm sure that some aspects of it are probably ruined and some might be better that you you know things you might have never known about yeah oh yeah that's well i mean i it's probably any job is like that though you know everything has like this uh it has the shimmer to it until you're in it every day and everything loses its luster a little bit i feel like fair enough you know yeah that's a really really good point so <clears throat> with starting out and you know promoting shows we don't gotta like really dig into the history about like where you came from and all the things that you've done and places you've been. There's a whole lot. There, there's some stuff we could get into. But yeah. That it happened. Yeah. So let's talk about what's going on now. You mentioned that you are, you know, booking stuff at seven different events. Yeah. Seven different locations. Seven yeah. different locations. I apologize. <laughs> English speak. <laughs> you love that button. <laughs> oh, I got more. Don't worry. So where are you doing stuff right now? So right now, my main, where I spend most of my time is Wolfie's Pub downtown. Um, that came together with the uh, John Valentine with the Pittsburgh CDC. After James Street closed, he uh, kept asking me, hey, we want to get more music downtown. We want to get more music downtown. Kept talking to me, talking to me. And it, it was about a year went by. wasn't sure what was going to happen. He said, hey, we're doing a press conference and we're going to talk about this. I'd love for you to speak. So I get down there and he announces me as the guy that's booking all these venues Yet I've never been in any of them yet. <laughs> so I'm getting ready to go talk, and I'm nervous as hell because I don't know anything about any of the places. So I'm just winging it and telling him my story about James Street. And then I met Bob Wolfinger, who's the owner of uh, Wolfie's, um, Molinero, Nola, and a bunch of other places. And we both were in the same boat where we were like, we didn't know that we were like saying we're doing this today. So we were like, we better figure this out. We talked about it, clicked. So that's kind of been my main uh, hub as of right now. But I'm also booking NOLA, NX Brewing in uh, Homestead. Going to be booking Voodoo Brewing in Homestead, El Pizziol in Warrendale, El Pizziol in Glenshaw. Going to be announcing a Metropolitan Club, which used to be Perlay. Um, Where's that at? That's going to be right above NOLA in Market Square. Okay. okay. So it's like a 250-cap room. It has a private speakeasy connected to it and everything. So um, that's going to be June 14th and 15th will be the grand opening for that. Cool. 
Yeah. And all of those spaces are going to be hosting periodic live music at one point uh, from, from time to time? Or are you doing other sorts of events? It's mainly going to be live music, but uh, we w- I'll work with anything. I mean, we do some fundraisers and private events, lots of stuff with like Pittsburgh's 50 Finest. Um, so it, 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 we'll do anything and everything. But my main work is in music. Yeah. So with, you know, these doing like live music and bringing <laughs> it into restaurants, for example, um, I know that Wolfie's just opened up and started doing stuff recently. Yeah, how's, two months ago. Yeah, how's that? How's these first two months been with Wolfie's? It's been pretty good. Um, it's it's slowly growing. Once summer gets here and everybody's walking around more, um, and Market Squares, you know, you see a lot more stuff going on in Market Square. That'll start helping yeah. us even more, more. It's such an interesting thing because I find that a place like Wolfie, I know where it is. I walk past it every morning. Yeah. So I haven't been in there yet because I'm only there in the mornings. Yeah. But when I'm going past it, I'm like, this is such a killer location yeah. for something. But there is no real, like, youth that kind of hangs out yeah. down, down in that area. It's, and I also don't – is it like a 21 up thing right now? No, it's it's a restaurant, so it's it's all ages. Okay. But, but it is a very different – you get a great happy hour. Everybody comes after work. So that's that's what's down there downtown still is quiet after seven, eight o'clock. Yeah. It's really interesting. So it's, so it's, it's definitely a different beast than anything else I've ever worked with. I've never been in this situation. Um, I guess a little bit it was with James street where the North side wasn't very savory 10 years ago. So it was kind of hard to get people to come over there at first, but once they did, it was, it was, you know, it, eventually it got better, more or less. And I think downtown will be the same thing. And I think there's a lot of people down there trying to make things happen. A lot of different businesses, a lot of different people going down there. There's people moving there, it seems like, for the first time. So hopefully this is just one part of the process of helping it become more of a nightlife area. Yeah, totally. I think that it's just, it's, it's a domino effect with yeah. anything. You know yep. what I mean? It's like, there's really no good reason to go down to the south side other than the fact that that's where everybody else yeah. you know is going to yep. be yeah you know what i mean like i don't think anybody likes hanging out at you know whatever place they go to down there yeah that much it's just the fact that their crew is there yeah so it's a matter of finding ways to get crews into market square which exactly. i think is a great area it's so especially in the summertime it's, yeah, it's like beautiful there's so much space to like just relax and yeah actually spread your arms without yeah Begin to somebody on yeah. East Carson Street. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And th- there's there's a lot of cool programming that's going to be set up for down there this summer that I've been hearing about. And I think they're really, really like the PDP and the downtown CDC are really working on bringing more nightlife and more more cultural things that are more accessible beyond the the high end. Sure. You know, a lot of the stuff that's going on down there in the cultural district is geared towards people with 40 plus with tons of expendable yeah, income. Me and you aren't going to that. And I don't have a lot of friends mm-hmm. who've ever gone to that. No, that was going to be my next sort of question was about like, you know, bringing music into these spaces, I think is definitely a good way to get yes. younger people to come down. But what type of music, like where do we draw the line on like what is air quote too much yeah because i know that like obviously you can't have like gray walker playing in yeah. a restaurant yeah we, can, that, we can't that, do it that, like i'm not i'm not yeah. i'm not i'm not as much as i would like to do it i'm not yeah. ignorant like i know yeah. that i understand why why there is a line that's drawn but also a lot of the time when you have bands playing at these sort of places it is the type of stuff that maybe somebody younger they're not gonna blink yeah. an eye at it so you're not gonna be able to get that crew down there that's going to keep coming yeah. back. Because that's, I think that's a big problem with like older people that go out to restaurants and things like that. It's like, they don't come back every weekend. Yeah. Which is kind of what you kind of want repeat business yeah. as a, as a bar or a restaurant or something like that. Oh, yeah. You need people that are going to be there every week, every other week. Yeah. And uh, that's a long way for me to ask, like, where is the line drawn with like, what is too much and what kind of music are you looking to book that might be out of the norm? So I, I, I'm always willing to work with anybody that does anything. If I've worked with all styles of music, um, from country to metal, to hip hop, to EDM, like everything. Um, but I, so where I'm lucky now is that I have so many different places that I'm booking that I no longer have to force something into a room that it doesn't fit in. True. You have a space. Yeah, so I, so I have, if, if you're a solo acoustic musician, you're not playing at NX where it can hold 300 people. That's not going to work. Now, Gray Walker could play there. 
that it's an outdoor area. Anybody could play there. So I wouldn't force you to have to force you guys into anywhere. Now, I wouldn't put a jazz trio in an outdoor 300 person venue, but at Wolfie's where you're playing in a chilled out vibe corner next to the bar, fits perfectly. So that's that's one of the things that's that's advantageous for me is I never have to force any show into any room anymore. Some venues try to force the wrong things. And sometimes that comes back to bite you, you know, totally. so you, you don't want it. You don't ever want to offend. You want everybody to be happy or as many people as possible. Yeah. I think that that's a thing that a lot of people overlook from a, not just the promotional side, but I guess just yeah. like the structural side of how an event works. And I have been kind of talking about this a lot on the podcast. So for people that listen, I apologize, but me and Kevin are having a moment here. So I got to, <laughs> you know, I'm going to have this conversation <laughs> with you again now too, in the terms of like, the ways that people that are setting up events drop the ball on like forgetting that it's for a certain group of people that come out to that space. And you need to, when you're booking an event, it's really important to think about is the space right for the event? Yeah. You want to, you can't always be perfect with that, obviously, but you want to do your best. I mean, there's certain it's, things that are going to work at Howler's that aren't going to work at the St- Kelly Strayhorn theater that aren't going to work. In. <laughs> what a comparison. Yeah. You know, but, <laughs> but sometimes I've been, to, I've been to things where you're just like, what is happening here? Sure, and sure. there's no way that, the, that however well you curate it, it's just not going to fit in that room. Uh-huh. And it's like, no, the band's not going to feel good on that stage. And it's like, no one's just going to feel right. Like if it just doesn't feel natural to you and feel right, then it's just going to have the whole night's going to be a little off. Now that's everybody makes mistakes. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Make it and carry on. That's all. People like you who have worked and currently do work in a variety of venues that cater to a variety of different styles. And somebody like me who hosts this show and talks to people from all over the map, um, we see a lot more of the city than, we'll say like the average person does. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I would imagine given that perspective, you have the take that there's a lot going on in the city and, you know, Pittsburgh music or whatever is very far from being a dead thing. Absolutely. There's so much happening here. There's so much great talent. There's tons of good venues. There's hardworking people, people, Pittsburgh, it's it's hard to realize we're a C-class music city. We're not a big city. Cleveland's double the size of Pittsburgh. Double the size. They're like 600,000, 700,000. We're like 350,000. Like, we're not that big of a city. And for what we have, we do great. We have great music festivals. We have great bands. We have people leaving. We have people touring. We have people on festival bills. We have festivals here. Um, there's there's Resonance Festival run by Papadosia. It's coming to Slippery Rock now. So there's people coming and bringing things here. Um, could things be better? Absolutely. But you, you just got to go out. If you don't like how things are, go go change them. Yeah. Uh, my, <laughs> my, that, 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 that's always the – I like uh, chiming in on comment threads when people are complaining about the way shows are promoted and things like that. And I know – I'm very confident that the person that's doing said complaining has never tried yeah. to set up an event. It's I mean, like, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the music business. I wake up every day at 6 a.m. and start working then, and we're doing filming this at 7 o'clock. I'm going to go home and get back on my computer and yeah. work more. So, I mean, 7 p.m. To be clear, 7 p.m. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He woke up at 6 a.m. It is now 7 p.m. <laughs> yeah. It, well, maybe even 8 p.m. now. I am not close. drinking beer at 7 <laughs> in the morning. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just, there's nothing wrong with that. Certain I, just holidays. Wanna, I just want to make that clear, okay? You know, I mean, trying to stay a little PG-13 up in here. It's always St. Patty's Day on the north side. <laughs> but uh, the question I was going to ask is, like, you know, what advice or words would you share to kind of try to get people out of that mindset? Like, what do you think? You know what? It's – I don't know what you, like, what you really say to somebody to get them out of a mindset – you, you've got to just do it yourself. Like if you want it, you got to get out there and get it. Like for instance, I'm not sure if you went to the Pittsburgh music ecosystem thing at the Kelly Strayhorn theater. No, which, I missed that, but I, I, I did hear all about it. Yeah. And that's, that's honestly why I use that as a comparison because it was on top of my head right now. And, and I walked into that and I just could see that everybody was just going to complain. So I had like my crew with me and I saw where this was going and five minutes in, I looked at everybody and said, Hey, 
hang for the rest of the time. Let me know what everybody says. But I was like, I got work to do. I was like, I got shows to promote and venues to Hell promote. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go do stuff to make the scene better. That I'm was, not going to sit here and talk about yeah, it. That was, you know, that was kind of my perspective on it too. I knew that, you know, I had band practice and shit to work on. Yeah. And I was just like, I think I would rather do that instead of, I don't know. I it was like kind of what, I thought the this ecosystem thing was going to be was kind of like what I already do once a week on the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? I sit down and I talk with people and I'm just trying to figure it out. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I so mean, I, I skipped on. I ended up going to the next one. Yeah. They had like the follow up at the Hard Rock. Yeah. The meet, yeah, the meet and greet. I was there for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, their heart was in the right place for all that. I mean, they, you know what? They tried. They tried something. You know what? I will never get mad at anybody who tries to make something better. If it doesn't turn out, everybody wants it. You tried. Like, I fuck up every day. And, like, whatever. I just keep going, you know? Totally. I think there's something to be said about people that have the mindset that everything needs to be perfect or mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, we'll say uh, somebody puts out a new album. And, like, you'll see somebody be like, oh, like, I listened to that. But it wasn't mind-blowing. It was, like, does everything Yo, in they your put, life... They put an album out. Yeah, like, does everything when... need to be mind-blowing? Yeah. I mean, people... It's, Do you need to be that impressed all the time? It's, you know what? I, I battle and I like, it's <laughs> funny you're, you're bringing this up because I was literally reading a, a little bit about this, like right before we came up here. And it was just like, you know, you don't, you don't have to expect perfection all the time. Nobody, it was written by Navy SEAL. And he's like, one of the things they taught you were like, you, you're not going to be perfect. So they would make them roll in sand so that they would have to run and do this crazy vigorous stuff with sand. And he's like, it's terrible. You're running 20 miles with sand all over. He's like, it's horrible. But he's like, they wouldn't do that as a punishment for you doing anything wrong. They would just do that to show you that it's not going to be perfect. No matter how good you are, something's going to go wrong. You just have to carry on. So you can't get mad if like one song's bad on an album, one show's bad, one thing goes wrong. Like it's not going to be perfect. Just accept it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, keep your expectations mm -hmm. in check yeah absolutely it's ugh, i don't get <laughs> it but uh you know speaking of other people's expectations yeah. and other human beings let's uh let's let's smash another listener question here this has right. been kind of fun just uh digging into these with the guest up oh, there goes the screen again going nuts i should probably grab the remote and turn down the brightness on this on this new tv what do you think well give it a shot it i'm gonna do that and i'm gonna grab the growler all right. Check this out. All right. This is staying on, apparently. Filling up a beer. <laughs> yeah, uh, that wasn't too long, right? No, it was fine. A couple seconds. Put this right here. Shout outs to Arkham Realty. Yeah. Nice little, nice little space. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> All right. Or Stefan. Sorry. Nice, nice uh, billboard, <laughs> Stefan. I've seen them up around town. Good work. Let's see if uh, turning the brightness down helps. Oh, uh, yeah. I would, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not too bad. Yeah. And then if I... I can see it better uh, from if, here. If I just uh, temporarily adjusted the... I uh, wish I put this one up. <laughs> All right. Sorry for anybody that's not watching video. If you're listening to audio only, this is only more of a reason for you to get your ass on YouTube and or Facebook and, you know, watch this shit there. Watch the video. I got to turn the brightness down on this camera. Oh yeah, man. We're that's, that's not too bad. That's oh, no, a little that, better. That's I can, oh, I can, I can, at totally least it's not completely blown out. Yeah. Right. All right. Okay, cool. Here we are. We've dimmed the <laughs> lights in the room magically <laughs> and we got some listener questions in the, in the building. There's a whole bunch of these. I'm not going to go through all of them. Shout-outs to Jeff Betton. I answered one of yours last time, so I'm skipping you. Uh, John Knoll, you're always asking good questions. <laughs> the deep and introspective This ones. is a good one. I saw this earlier. Uh, the homie D, Bruiser Beep, Start the Beat alumni, asked a really good question here. Tell us about the most bizarre conversation with an Uber slash Lyft driver you've oh, experienced. Man. I had one actually just a couple days ago when I got in the car, and this has happened before. I get in the car, and the driver asks, hey, what kind of music do you like? And I typically say, whatever, because yeah. I, don't, I, I don't care. Like, just listen to whatever you're going to listen to. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I said that, and then the driver got an attitude with me. <laughs> and she was like, just pick something. Like She wasn't even driving, starting the car until I would pick something. 
<laughs> but, and I ended That's kind of awkward. Yeah, but I, I was – me being stubborn. So what you pick? Oh, I was stubborn as fuck. I didn't pick anything. Then she ended up putting on 21 Pilots, which was the last thing in the world <laughs> yeah. I was expecting. I don't know. Maybe she, like, looked at me and saw, like, you know, like, white-looking, like, I don't know, like, yeah. urban dude. Like, maybe I look like a 21 yeah. Pilots fan. I have no idea. Shout outs to them. I, I don't really have too much so, of a beef so, with them. But that that was kind of weird because just like she was so grumpy unnecessarily. And then like she just she was one of those people that just complained about everything. It's like she couldn't not talk. So even if I would have had her put on something that I wanted to listen to, she would have been complaining about traffic on top yeah. of it the entire time anyways. Yeah. So me me and my <laughs> sister, we weren't we went out to Philly. And uh, my brother was in a wedding, so, like, my parents were all out there. And uh, I hadn't seen my sister in a while, so we stayed out a little bit later and everybody else were like, all right, let's, you know, let's, let's tie one on and have a good time. All right. And uh, so we get it. We finally – she's, she's pretty hammered. I was like, we better get an Uber back. So we're, we're, in the, uh, we're in the Uber driving back, and she's bothering – she's really bugging the Uber driver. And he's just – he's a tough dude from inner Philly, not somebody I'd want to mess with. She keeps bugging him and bugging him. And then she like starts touching his shoulders. And he's like, do not touch me one more time. And I was like, Kate. And he, she's like, you better, you better take that back, sir. You're, we're paying for the ride. I was like, Kate, you better calm down. And she touched his shoulder one more time. Pulled that thing right over. Dropped us off right there on the side of that road. And I was like, all right, I'm glad, I'm glad, we're, I'm glad we're walking away from this. It was nerve-wracking. So I guess the conversation, oh. the bizarre part of the conversation was on my sister's end, not on yeah, the Uber driver. Totally. Oh, Sorry, Kate. <laughs> uh, dude, I had I had one another time where the driver had like a dash cam and was like asking, it was like doing like some like generic like MTV show thing and was like asking me quizzes and would give me candy if I that's, got the questions right. That was the that's worst. Either, that's either like a real safe situation or it's going to turn into some creepy porn. Well, the fucking, like, the fucking dude was way. so preoccupied with looking at the papers on his questions that he missed uh, the exit we were supposed yeah, to take. That's, and that's, it was just like, God damn it, that's, dude. That's a one star right you there. fucking cornball. <laughs> so that that's that. You know, like, uh, fuck, man. All right. So uh, what do we got here? Colt. Colt asks... If you were a mad scientist with any and all resources available, what would experiment? Or what would you experiment on slash with? Oof! Now that <laughs> that is definitely a question I've never even come close to pondering yeah, on in my whole a, entire life. A question life. like this is like it'll it'll make you think it'll make you step outside of yourself, you know, for you, Kevin, yeah. as a uh, as an event planner. You know, what what might you do? I mean, I guess I would want to study the musician's brain okay. to, to understand what the fuck they're To thinking. understand why they have to be late for everything? <laughs> why is it always so loud? <laughs> How can the guitar amp be that loud again? <laughs> totally, totally. I think that, like, I have a pretty generic answer, but I think that, you know, time travel... Or teleportation, uh, yeah. something like that would be really cool. I'd actually be more interested in oh. teleportation than time travel. Yeah. Just being able to get to point A, from point A to point B quicker. Beam me up, Scotty. Hell yeah. Like, I, 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 would, I would fuck with that super heavy. Yeah. Um, you know, somebody like you, Kevin, I imagine, <laughs> you could probably benefit from teleporting as well. It seems like you're somebody that oh. does a lot in a day. Yeah. What that... is, like, the typical daily routine for you? And let's start where it fucking matters. Breakfast. Um, so, you know what? I normally, I, I have been kind of getting away from breakfast lately because I've been getting up so early. So I six o'clock, you said? Yeah, I normally get up like six. I know, like half your schedule. Yeah, I, yeah, well, that's, that's one, one, one thousand of it. <laughs> so I'm going like, to get up, send some emails, do all that stuff, take the dog for a walk. And then I normally try to read for like half an hour or something. And then I head downtown and try to get a squeeze as much like computer work in where i want nobody to bother me for the next two hours and get as much done as i can in promo stuff okay so two questions yeah where do you typically go to get work done um and I, be left alone i, I don't want to blow up your spot no, no, so like nor like right now like i'll go to wolfie's it's okay. not open to 11 but i'll get there at like eight in the morning 8 30 that's and, a nice luxury yeah and yeah. so i'll just kind of sit at the bar and nobody's gonna oh, be dude, in there you're, you might be in there when i'm passing i yeah, might I, I, I might stick my head in the I've, window i like yo kevin it's me and the cleaning guy normally <laughs> <laughs> so cool yep, he's in there wrapping 
mopping the floors. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes I'll bust I'll, a few wraps out with them. We have a good time. I'll go, to, I'll go to Bluebird across the street. And oh, get yeah, I love sandwich. Bluebird. Oh, yeah, I love Bluebird. They got good smoothies there, too. Yeah. I'm a smoothie guy, so. Killer. But yeah, so that. And then I pretty much, like, today I, ha- I had a meeting at the Abbey and then had a interview at 1 and then had a telephone interview with somebody at 3 and then hit some more meetings real quick. Stopped here at Penn Brewery, had a nice, delicious dinner, and then I'm up here. You know, Killer. so it's kind of just... I've I've gone over my miles on my lease for the year, and I have four months left on the year, so I'm in uh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Rewinding, you also mentioned that you had a dog. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's Olaf. talk about your dog, uh, Olaf. Olaf, yeah, he was a rescue. He's very, very scared of kitchens for some reason, which is a huge problem because they're in every house. He he gets to the kitchen line. Is it like the floor? Maybe I don't know. He was a rescue that was like abused, so like sure. he, had some, he had some like weird tendencies. What he kind was, of dog is it? He's a mutt. He's like a chocolate lab pit bull, okay. something. He's like forty pounds. He's so cute. Like when he's ready for bed, like he uh, like I'll be under the covers. He comes up to the top and he paws at him, and I know it's time to like lift it up, and he just nuzzles <laughs> right under there. And I'm like, I love you, Olaf. You're the best. How you doing, buddy? Olaf is killing. Yo, you got a picture of Olaf on your phone? Oh you better believe it. Uh, let's let's. Uh, you got to show off. You can't talk about Olaf oh, without. Yeah, let me. I was I was down the street at Allegheny City. So, so this is this is him giving up the belly this morning. That okay, one's, that one's okay. inappropriate. <laughs> Hold on, I got a good one here somewhere. I was down the street at Allegheny City Brewing last week. I love and there ACB. there was this huge husky. It was the prettiest fucking dog I've ever seen. I need to like move. I was talking to my girlfriend about this. There we, need to, like, we need to move into a house. Oh, look at that. Look at that, dude. So, let's get, let's get this. <laughs> Again, another reason why you yep. should be watching. Yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah, too many. Well, he's cute. Just trust us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah, so <laughs> been talking a lot about, you know, like we need to get a house now that's bigger. Because where we're at now, it's you. we can't have – we couldn't even have a small dog there. Yeah. Let alone like a huge – we don't have a yard or anything. Yeah. You know, and that just really sucks. So, you know, now, I mean, I guess – Growing up and adulting and yeah. housing and things like that. Do you own or rent? Yeah, I bought a house uh, two and a half years ago now. Congrats. Was, thank you. Congrats. It was, <laughs> it was nerve-wracking. Super buyer's remorse for about a month or two. I Where'd was you like, buy it? Brighton Heights on the north okay, side. Cool. So, and and I, and I love it over there. It's super quiet. Um, it was like I said, I had buyers are more like the first month or two. But then after I was like, I was afraid because it's like I'm stuck. But then I like realized actually I'm like less stuck than ever before. I like I could just rent all the I have two roommates. I could just rent my other room out and probably make money and go do whatever I wanted. So I was like, this actually I'm, it's the opposite of how I felt. Once totally. I realized that I was like, all right, this is cool. Yeah, I think that, you know, just having the freedom and ha- being able to have something that's yours, I think means a lot. I mean, yeah. granted, I I'm I rent right now. Yeah. But um I I I really do want to buy a house at some yeah. point in time in the in in the nearish future. Yeah. And it's funny like even just saying that out loud cuz yeah, it, it just feels so weird, you know, like especially for me like coming up as somebody that I've been like perpetually 16 for the past 16 years of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I kind of stopped there. Uh it it feels weird to like admit and be comfortable and even like feel like I'm in a place where yeah. like, yeah, buying a house is a viable thing and it's not that big a deal. Nah, yeah, I mean, it, it is, but it isn't, it's a normal thing to happen, but it's, but it's definitely, I'm going to tell you, they need a lot of paperwork from you. It is a process. Like those banks, they ain't giving any subprime sure. loans out anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I, I do fortunately uh, share a space with somebody who is in real estate. Uh, yeah. There, here. There you you know, again, shout outs to Arkham Realty giving all these free, it's, he doesn't sponsor the cast, but you're getting all this free promo today. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know really the first thing about anything other than I should look for something with like a door and a roof. Yeah. But uh, uh, I definitely, I think it's important to, you know, have, at least I have that connection, that friend where I can, uh, ask questions yeah. and maybe get some answers and things yeah. like that. You know, I think that, you know, I imagine, you know, this can relate back into event planning and what you do on your day to day. 
um, how important other people really are, even if like you have like kind of like a solitary position. It's yeah. almost impossible for you to do everything else without at least some assistance from other people. Oh yeah, I mean it's every everything in life, every job's like that. I mean, I have I work with Emily Kelly, who's like uh, my part business partner. She handles a lot of like the social media and a lot of like the data, like administrative stuff, like mm-hmm. updating websites and newspapers and that sort of stuff. Um, I have Jake Belair, who's my graphic design guy. You probably know Jake from Malevolence. Do you remember that band back in the day? Yeah, I do. I do. I he do, was the drummer. I do that. remember that band. I the name's not familiar to me. Um, maybe I'm sure if I saw him, yeah. I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So actually, actually, I have to tell my brother I'm on here too because he always remembers you because he okay. always he always talks about it, like. Sykes, he's like, I remember he was doing all that hip hop at all the metal shows back in the day. <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm still kind of do. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, I was like, Dan, I think like he's I still said, like, I, I, like I think he's doing the same stuff still, Dan. I, I literally just said five minutes ago, I've been 16 for the past 16 years. Like, I, I haven't changed that much. You know? That's yeah. You know what? I, I kind of feel like I'm. I, I was at that same point, like with James Street. I still was doing. I still was in the young party phase, you know, and I was in the scene, and I was like. You know, I was hanging with all the bands all the time. It was, I was having a lot of fun. Let's put it that way, all the time. And it was kind of cool to have that break in between to really like be a little introspective on things and how I wanted to handle it when I got in a second chance. And now I'm getting that second chance and I'm being much more waking up at 6 a.m., not going to bed at 6 a.m. And it's, totally. it's, it's kind of nice. Totally. So, you know, with somebody in your position, who is event planning, you're stuck at places pretty late, you know, do you have like a place where you like to go after a show and grab a bite to eat or grab a drink? Or do you just find yourself you like a go home kind of guy? I'm normally just a go home kind of guy. Definitely during the work, during the work week, um, on weekends, it, it depends. I mean, a lot of times I just go home, but if I go like, I'll catch me a Brillo box sometimes or if spirit has a good show going on. Um, I also, I'm not exactly as much of the production manager. So most of my work is more computer work. So it's not like I have to be there. Like, for instance, at a show at NX, like I'm not running the sound. I'm not the guy that has to hand out a paycheck at the end. So I, I, if I didn't show up, it would go, it would still be okay. So I, I still normally I still yeah. get to have some fun. You're so doing, I like to get yeah, to you're, some shows. You're in charge of the eight a.m. stuff. Yeah, like the 8 PM yes, stuff. yes, more now, which <laughs> which is which is great. <laughs> I, I love that. Like, yeah, that was the hardest thing. Where like at James Street, like I was the like you know I was making the schedule for the server sometimes. And you're sure we're out of beer. You're running the beer distributor, and then you got a show that's going until one in the morning, and you're like, oh, man, I just I've been here for eighteen hours now. <laughs> like I'm glad I'm not doing that anymore because that was not a sustainable way to live life forever yeah i i definitely i i've always like i know that i could like thrive well in working in that environment yeah and i know that you know there are places that people i know have places and i know i could like work on some off nights and make some extra money it's just like the last thing in the world i want to do is be at a venue later than i have to be especially if i'm not like performing yeah sometimes it's really hard for me to even like get out of the house to do like a dj thing which i like to do but that's that's, it sucks being out that late sometimes it, it, it is and you know and also it's like whenever you're doing it all day every day and you do it professionally it's like do I just want to go do this same thing somewhere else now? You know, sometimes now it's like I find myself playing a lot more video games and yeah. reading a lot more. It, it always <laughs> I, I I understand where yeah. this mindset comes from, but it always blows my mind. Like sometimes I'll be downtown, like um, I'll go I'll be at Condado because yeah. they're open a little bit later. Yeah, I do like that place. And uh, yeah, shout outs to them. Yep. I'm not going to hit the button, but shout outs to them. <laughs> uh, but I'll be in there like when a lot of the other restaurants around there close, and it's like everybody from comes the other, in. A lot of the yep. staff kind of goes in there, and I guess like part of me is like, you know, why would I want to be in another bar after leaving a bar? But they come in there and they all know each other because yeah. you feel like one point in time they worked at different places down there together. Yeah. And then that ties into that community thing that yeah. we were talking about at the beginning of the, the, the uh, beginning of the cast where yeah. that's what's going to get people coming back. The fact yeah. that their their crew is going to be there. Yeah. So just like finding ways to facilitate that crew and get it coming back. You've been doing like an open mic at Wolfie's, right? You've yeah. done that a couple of times? Yep. Yeah. So there's open mic at Wolfie's and then also at uh, – NX um, on Wednesdays, um, Eden Sparks, Ben 
Brandon Lehman and yeah. uh, Benji. Uh, there's there's a killer trio that hosts that, and then Thursdays at uh, Wolfie's. That's a different host every week. So yeah, there's there's all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and, and it's that those are cool to get different people in there, and it's kind of like what you're saying. So you're getting different people coming together and showing up in a spot. And like, I always whenever I look at shows and events, like I get I get hired like uh, to, people always hire me to book shows. And I'm like, anybody can book a show call somebody say hey do you want to play here's the time this is how much money done like that's e- that's easy i mean that's really complicated for some people yeah i mean i, I get it I, I get i get it that it is i mean it's it's not that simple i mean i guess i i'll probably book 700 shows this year so for me now it's that it's just like what i do all day what's what is what's what's hard is getting people out there and i look at shows when i talk to people and new clients as marketing because what i'm doing is getting different people to come into your establishment, buy food and drinks. Hopefully you take care of them. They have a good time. And then they come back for another show or they just come back for lunch. And that's the goal is you like, you don't, you're not going to make money on every show. Never. But you, if you take care of everybody, it becomes that hub where people start coming back. And that's what James street really became. And where I learned to do that was it became a hub for all sorts of people, all sorts of things. Yeah. You got to give people a reason to come out to the event. It's so fucking important yeah it's you know a lot of people that book shows just like make the mistake of just doing it really selfishly and in the sense of okay i got my band we're gonna play people are just gonna show up and then we're gonna leave that's like no like book your show at a venue that can really like you know a lot of the time especially for us i mean like you know like i'm in my 30s a lot of the people that come out to see me they're in a similar age range yeah it might be the one night a week that they're able to go out right so they want to go out and they want to be able to get food they want to get drinks yeah i'm not the only reason they're going out yeah i'm just a part of it it's a part of an event so it's a matter of like okay if i'm gonna set something up i want to set up kind of like an all-inclusive sort of thing where everybody can get what they need at this one place. Yeah. That's like, I, I've, you know, I'm in my, I'm 33 now. I've kind of moved past the, Hey, we're throwing a rager. Everybody's drinking six kegs of PBR. I just don't have that clientele, nor do I think I'd be able to even go back to doing anything like that. Now. I mean, it's about everybody coming in, buying a burger and two glasses of wine. Now, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, it's a different ball game than it used to be. Totally. Have you, I mean, I don't I imagine you're probably familiar with the way a lot of comedy clubs work in the sense that they kind of have like drink minimums and things like that. Yeah. Can you imagine trying to like put that into the music scene? No, no, <laughs> no, no, not at I'm all. I'm not saying that I want to, but I just had that thought and I was like, what if shows were, what if shows were like that? I mean, the, I think, how did comedy, how did that become a thing in the comedy scene? So uh, without having any, knowledge i have a definitely pretty good guess i feel like um definitely a different crowd it's a little more of a niche market a little bit more unique i guess you could say maybe not as many drinkers into comedy as somebody that's coming to a rock show music and beer if there's two things that go better together i don't know what it is (laughs) like like that is just such a common thing of partying Uh comedy clubs aren't as up up and moving and stuff like that so and I would imagine that they they just had there probably was so many issues that it became such a common thing that they just had to do it because yeah. you hear it everywhere. There's always a two drink minimum uh-huh. in every comedy club, which is like weird. <laughs> yeah, you know? it, it, I remember the the first time I I saw it happen. It was like God, like I had just turned 21, and I went and I saw Tom Green, and like <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't even he's drinking. coming again soon. He's coming again soon. Yeah, I, 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 I want to. I'd that. love to see that. I wasn't even drinking and I was like, I don't even know like what, what to do. I don't even, I don't even know how it happened. I was at that show with Steve, by the way, again, shout outs, Arkham Realty. We saw <laughs> Tom Green together like 12 years ago, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I, ugh, I, I don't even know what I did. I think maybe I may have ordered beers and then they drank them yeah. <laughs> or something like that. You know, I have no idea. Probably also instead of having a forty dollar ticket, now it's a twenty dollar ticket, and you don't realize it till you get there, and then you have yeah. to buy two more beers. Now it's a forty dollar ticket. Didn't yeah, see that coming. yeah, yeah. It's like one of those. Uh, it's a promoter trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> kind of like the Black Friday thing. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, the TV's on sale, but uh, they somehow they sell you on, they charge you double for the accessories. Yeah. That you don't think yeah. about needing. I don't know. 
that's businesses fucking yeah it's brutal there's a lot of like sleazy stuff to business that you know from my time spent behind the curtain that like when i was younger i would have been like fuck that but now i'm a little bit older and i understand how the gears kind of turn yeah part of me is still like fuck that but part of me is like "Eh, good for you at the same time like finding like there's a this fine line between just being like a smart business person and being like sleet like yeah. smart and sleaze is so I, 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 it's a tightrope. It, it really is. And I and I see a lot of things. If it if it is bad and harmful to somebody, absolutely unacceptable. But I see a lot of things that happen where people are like, uh, they they just don't like the people and they don't like the way it's done. It's like, man, it's not breaking a law. And you know what? If you were in the same position, you do the same exact thing. I guarantee it. Yeah. And so I'd never get mad at anybody. Hey, if you're out there hustling and trying and doing things like, you know, you're, you're doing more than other people are. So I'll never get, I'll never hold it against you. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't know. Every, every, every scenario is different, but there is what? <laughs> I, like, I didn't hear you for a second, and then then I caught it, and I was like, "I'm not saying what I said." Uh, that's really funny. Yeah, happen to be these politic- microphones. These microphones work a little better than you might think, dude. I'm sure we'll, we'll see uh, how man. that goes. That's okay. Having yeah. to be politically correct all the time sucks. Yeah, I will say that. Yeah, no, nobody from that venue is paying that's, attention yeah. to this. That's the one thing that I miss about James Street the most. Like, I used to be able to just, like, I do have to, like, watch myself now. Because, like, I used to be able to say whatever I wanted. Like, I'd be super political and just, like, go off crazy atheist rants. Like, whatever. And I was, because I was, but then now I'm, like, I got to be a little more, I gotta, don't know who's watching nowadays. Sure. You got like, like, to be yeah, a little more responsible. You're kind of, like, a representation for somebody else's brand. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I represent seven different places that... Their staff members depend on things, decisions I make to make them money to feed their families and pay off college and pay all their school loans. So, like, no, I can't say those funny things anymore that I want to say. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, sometimes maybe it's for the better yeah. to kind of keep some things under wraps. You know, speaking of feeding friends and family, you had mentioned a little bit ago that you ate tonight down at Penn Brewery, which oh, yeah. we are literally on top of right now. Yeah. I don't think I've really talked about the location of the podcast yet oh, but, uh, right. i mean the new show now i mean yeah we are literally above i'm sitting on top of penn brewery right now shout outs to them and um you know i've been doing these segments now where i just kind of suggest some things okay. and i'm going to you know just say you got to eat this <laughs> penn brewery overlooked as fuck especially for people that are vegan slash vegetarian there are a lot of surprising vegetarian friendly things on the menu yeah, I actually I actually noticed that when I was sitting down there because I haven't eaten here in a couple years at this point, and yeah, there's there it's a huge menu actually. Yeah, and it's really really good. Um, I think you know obviously, um, for people that are into like you know traditional German style food, they've yeah. probably already been coming here and they know what the fucking deal is. But for people that maybe aren't or vegetarian vegan types, you could definitely come here and get some fucking killer like award winning national beer. And, like, a really good plate of fucking, like, barbecue jackfruit sliders. Yeah, I, I saw that. I was like, they're that's fucking, crazy. <laughs> they're really good. They're really, really good. So, yeah, if you haven't been down here in a while and you are, you know, someone with those dietary restrictions or you just think that everything on the menu here is, like, you know, brats and pretzels, you're wrong. And Penn Brewery, you got to eat it. <laughs> you got any suggestions for places, like, under the radar sort of places? <sighs> Man, under the radar. You know what? Honestly, I, not not that much anymore because I've been like so busy and I've also been working on meal prepping a lot. So I've been doing a lot of cooking at home. Oh, yeah. So I haven't been going out and eating too much, but I will, I guess, actually say NX has amazing food. They're, uh, they're sh- the sh- it's a family that owns that place. And the sh- uh, guy that created the menu is also the head brewer. And, like, he was a chef, like, in Spain and stuff yeah. like that, I believe, and, like, all through Europe. And, like, all their food's, like, Spanish-like influence. And I had these croquettas yesterday that had, like, this Roford cheese or something like that in it. Bombs. So, yeah, so yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Shout-outs to Enix. <laughs> that place is awesome. I, um, actually, my friend John Paul, who was on the show, his family is part of, like, he's related with the people that okay. run Enix. Um, so whenever they were getting ready to open that place, he was on the show and he was telling me about it. And, you know, I went down there, I had some food, I had some beers and everything was great. 
I would I would go in there a lot more frequently if I was just on that side of town more. Yeah. But well, hey, I just hey. had it August seventeenth open up if Gray Walker needs an outdoor show at a three hundred cap venue that wants to throw down some grimy metal party. Let's, let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about that. But what I was gonna say, rewinding our whole conversation, theme parks, roller coasters, <laughs> Kennywood. I got my season pass. For Kennywood, oh. and Kennywood is now officially open, like, you know, every day of the week. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, yeah, I guess it's, after, it's yeah, after the holiday. Yeah, yep. yeah. So I'm going to be heading down that way a lot more. All right. And me and Stacy, we would typically stop at Voodoo before going to Kennywood. So now maybe we could stop at Enix. You know, we'll flip-flop it. Or you can hit both, get a beer at both places. They're literally I mean, three blocks away from each other. That is true, but, I mean, at some point <laughs> in time, you got to get on a roller coaster. And like, yeah. how many beers can you drink and successfully ride a roller coaster in the heat? There's only one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cool. Yeah, so stop down the NX if you've been there. It's in Homestead. That place is awesome. And <clears> then uh, <throat> let's uh, move forward. Been uh, watching way more television that I have recently, and that's also thanks to my girlfriend. She's really big into a lot of the Netflix shows. Okay. I've, like, kind of gotten suckered into it. So uh, I'm just going to say real quick, you got to see this. Ooh. Riverdale, season three. <laughs> fucking awesome. Are you serious? I am all in. I am all in. I've, I've seen that. It pops up on my Netflix <laughs> for seven years now, and it wants me to watch it. And all I thought was, like, this seems like something my sister would watch in junior yeah, high. Yeah. Is that it, what it is? It is. It kind of is, but, like, it's kind of fucked up. Like, it's, oh, like, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they – so I remember watching the first season when it came out. And I was like, eh, I could take it or leave it. Stacy was super into it. And then they started doing uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Did you watch that? No. (laughs) So Sabrina is sick. Yeah. It's like like if um, Mean Girls met Buffy the Vampire Slayer. All right. So it's like, it's like really like, it's, it has, it's corny, but it's self-aware. Okay. And I like Sabrina a lot, but they exist in the same universe. Okay. uh, Sabrina and Riverdale. So, um. Riverdale now has gotten a little bit more like culty and spooky and it like still has all of the like teenage drama silliness to it but it also has all this cool kind of like horror spooky stuff yeah. to it as well especially in season three and uh yeah I like it I mean I like cheesy tv did you yeah. watch did you watch the OA no oh my god what's that that's one of my favorite shows ever okay it's amazing on Netflix I, I couldn't even tell you what it's about. Okay. It's two seasons. It's sort of sci-fi. There's time, there's, there's time travel space. Okay. Ma- I ma- like sci-fi ma- shit. Ma- yeah, but it's like, no, I don't know if it's sci-fi though. And The Expanse is the best sci-fi show since Battlestar Galactica, hands down. Okay. So if you're a sci-fi nerd, The Expanse, get it. Hell yeah. You got to see it. <laughs> Now, we'll uh, move, move on to one last of these little segments here. Okay. And uh, so I posted this on Instagram yesterday, but by the time this airs, which what's the date? This will be June 24th when this is going out. Uh, this was a while ago. But uh, I recently picked up a vinyl copy of Mindless Self-Indulgences, Frankenstein Girls Will Seem Strangely Sexy. Which is my favorite album of all time. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, so it's it's an album that I heard when I was – I had maybe just – I'm talking a lot about being 16 today. But I was like <laughs> probably just 15, 16 years old at my most impressionable. I had just started really getting into making beats and electronic music. Okay. And this album got thrown into my lap out of nowhere. It was just one of those things where I was at the food court. Monroeville Mall, and somebody like very stereotypically put the head their headphones on me, like you got to check this out, and I was it like mind exploding type shit. Um, it's off the rails. It's you know my favorite album ever. I'm not saying it's the best album ever. It's just your favorite. It's my favorite album. It's definitely the most influential album. It like it really just like changed the the course of history for me. You know uh, what? That's that's funny you say that because I, I was just thinking about this the other day and like. How I got into what I do, I was like umpiring baseball games and delivering newspapers. And somebody was like, dude, I, I burned this CD. And I was like, what do you mean you burned a CD? He's like, I took this music from the internet <laughs> and I put it onto the CD. And I was like, shut Whoa. up, shut up, bro. I was like, Whoa. he's like, 
It's this thing called Napster. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I looked at it. I was like, this is crazy. And I listened to the CD. And I was like, it was the first time I heard something that wasn't on the radio before. Like, all you ever heard was the radio and MTV. There was no... You might hear somebody play acoustic guitar by the fire or something, but you never heard a band playing a different style, and it was atmosphere. And this guy was, and he was like, "This is some kid in Minneapolis making this in his basement." And I was like, "This is this is insane." I was like, "I need everybody to hear this." So like, I've started burning a bunch of CDs, and I was like, "I need," I was like, "I'm going to buy DJ equipment so people can hear this <laughs> stuff." And my buddy's like, "You won't do that." And I ran into I ran into this dude two weeks ago for the first time in years, so we were tap talking this story. And he t- he's like, I claim all your fame for the rest of your life for introducing atmosphere. And I was like, all right, I'll give you some of it. But so I bought DJ equipment, just started doing like house parties and proms oh, and weddings. I'd be playing atmosphere at him. And everybody's like, what's this kid doing? And I was like, I just wanted everybody to hear all this different music. And then, and then here I am now. Like it just fall. I just got, got out of the DJ and I was like, yeah, I'm more on the business side sure, of things. Sure. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Though. Yeah. I love that story. But yeah, dude, so, you know, like I'm a huge record collector and that Mindless Self-Adulting yeah. album, it, had, it was never on vinyl, but it just recently got released ah, for the first awesome, time man. on vinyl. So I got a copy. I listened to it yesterday, actually. I like put it on, just fucking sat down and just like listened to the whole thing. It was a really nice time travel. Yeah. And uh, it, I also had the very vinyl stereotypical, like I heard things I never heard before, man. <laughs> moments which i did I, you do I, I mean vinyl sounds just it's just it's, it's different yeah, obviously it, it is it is and i think the way that you just and i don't think i ever listened to that album with the intent and attention to detail that i did yesterday yeah you know what i mean but uh yeah so if you've never heard that album i'm not gonna tell you if you're not familiar with it I'm not going to tell you what kind of music it is. Just check it out. It'll explain a lot about me. And if you uh, if you're somebody that does know about that band, you know, you might know what I'm talking about. You might think I'm crazy. But hey, you know what? It's my podcast, not yours. So yep. mindless self-indulgence, Frankenstein Girls, you got to hear it. And uh, would you say Atmosphere is maybe yours? Or do you got another one? You know what? Atmosphere would be like definitely the most influential for me that, that, that changed my mind the most. What about um, anything like recently you've been listening to that's been blowing your mind? You know what? Like, so I, I now with the Spotify world, I listen to so much more, n- Dude, not whole it, like, albums anymore. Like, really hard to it. Like I find it really hard to actually like develop a relationship with yeah, any new music. Y- I do. I- I'm the same way. And especially with, I never really have time to sit down and listen to a whole album. Like I honestly don't see why people aren't going with like six, six track, like EPs all the time. Totally. Now. That's just the people's mindset nowadays. Like that's how much time I can maybe put 25 minutes into doing something. An hour is a, is a long time. Yeah. It's, I mean, I've noticed it. Like I'm just like, again, I mean, we're the same age. Yeah. So we come from that album generation yeah and i I miss that yeah i miss it and i that's the way i think about releasing material and it's so hard for me now because i i i I, the writing's on the wall i fucking see it yeah you know you could check your stats and like always with whenever we release albums with gray walker sykes and new violence you know it's like always you know the first three-fourths of the album have all the hits and then by the end people were just tapping out because it's just it's not it might not even be they don't like it it's just you just don't people don't have the time for it you just don't get there like even like some of my favorite artists that put out albums now i just i still don't even listen to those all the way through and even a lot of my like my my favorite like like the atmosphere, the rhyme series, like the like Aesop Rock, Sage Francis, like that's like my my favorite favorite. And it's like even when I hear their albums now, it's just like man, it's not like it was when I was sixteen. You know, sure. like I just don't hear it or feel the same. It's like listening to an Eminem. Eminem can't be that mad, man. He's <laughs> Eminem's got a hundred million dollars. You aren't that mad at Tipper Gore anymore. Come on, man. Sure, sure. Yeah. You're, you 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 probably park your Bentley underneath another Bentley, bro. <laughs> yeah, Eminem. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's so. I mean, hey, you know what I mean? Again, MSI, you got to hear it. And uh, kind of, you know, wrapping things up here. You know, we're almost at the at the end of end of our our road here. I'm noticing now. This is our new setup. I kept forgetting to do the. Listener questions button. So since I forgot to do that, let's wrap this up on one last listener question. What do you say? Let's go back in. Let's see what happens here. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I'm getting messages. I got to find out a better way to 
I don't even know how to get rid of that. How do you oh get boy. rid of that? We might we, <laughs> we might we might be in a oh, slight God. predicament here. I'd probably have to zoom out. Yeah, what is how, Oh yeah, there we go. I got to zoom out, close it. All right, so it would be really nice if you listen to the podcast. Don't don't message me while I'm recording podcasts. As if you know, as if you know <laughs> that I'm doing this right now. Let's scroll down a bit. Uh, some good ones. In yeah. Here. You know what? I'm going to give Josh Elsass some love because he doesn't pop in here too often. So Josh Elsass asks, are anniversary album tours cool or is it just an excuse to keep from making new music? I wouldn't say that it's an excuse to keep from making new music, but it is definitely an easy excuse to make a really money generating tour very easily. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it is. But also, you know what? You want to hear the classics. You, like I just, like we were just saying, like if Atmosphere p- puts out a new album, I'm going to listen to the three singles off of it. Sure, but if he does his but, God Loves Ugly but if he anniversary says, but if tour he says or whatever. God, uh, God Loves Ugly, I am, I am there. Well, that would be you more know? than 10 years. That, that was, it was, even, 20, it was even, 20 years. Uh, yeah. It was 20 years, like four months ago. Okay. It popped up on <laughs> Facebook, which I was like, <laughs> It's like, man, I had the uh, albums before that, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that, uh, like Overcast. Overcast, yeah, yeah. yeah, Lucy Ford and all that oh, stuff. Like, shit, damn, like, dude, it makes you feel so... I mean... Not young, Yeah, some, cool. some of them are getting closer to 30 and than, the other, than the other way. The <laughs> other know? interesting thing about this point is that we were talking about kind of like the, the fine line of like being sleazy and just being smart when it comes yeah. to business. And this is just kind of like a smart business. Yeah, you know move. what? Like I, I went to Riot Fest with my brother like three years in a row and they would always have a few bands that would play like a whole album and everybody was at that, you know? And it's like, it's, it's cool. You know, if I hope don't do that forever and that be your only thing. But sure. If you want to do it every now and then. It's a special fun, whatever, if yeah. mindless self-indulgence did that the Frankenstein girls album I was talking about. You yeah. know what I mean? I would go anywhere oh, to yeah. fucking watch them play that thing front to back. Are you kidding me? Are they still playing right now? Um, they're on like a hiatus right now. I don't think that they are disbanded, but they haven't released any new material in a while. But their vocalist, who is kind of like he's pretty much the band. He's been releasing music under just his name, like solo yeah. music. So I have a feeling that maybe um, either there's some shit with the members just not gotcha. getting along, or maybe they just don't want to do it right now. So he's just, you know, putting out solo One of stuff. these podcasts, you should just call and ask. Yeah. <laughs> see, see what happens. Dude, I was thinking about, I've thought about this before. Like, if I could talk to anybody, it would probably be Jimmy Urin from Mindless Self Indulgence. Like, I would love to just pick that dude's brain for hours about I've, I've just bet, music I production and shit like that. Probably could. Probably could talk to him. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. Nothing's impossible. But, you know, I'm taking my baby steps now with, like, you know, trying to move into this new space and start figuring things out and just have a – I need to establish a platform that might be more inviting to strangers. Yeah. You know, again, you know, I mean, as cool as it would be to have – him come over to my, you know, fucking house up the street, you know, and go, because that's actually where all my music shit is. That's kind of where we need to be, you yeah. know what I mean, around all the synthesizers and shit. But, uh, yeah, so, hey, one day, nothing's impossible. I'm not no. stopping this anytime soon. Keep doing it. What do you think, where do you think your, uh, your five-year trajectory is, you know? Do you want to just kind of stay where you are now, or do you got some other bigger goal that you're working on? So, now what I'm really focusing on is not trying to work as many hours because as crazy as it sounds, I started two months ago. So two months ago, I was booking, doing nothing. I was working, selling point of sale systems to restaurants. And two months later, I'm working with seven venues and now have a full-time staff member, a graphic designer and somebody else. So like stuff's happening really fast. So now my focus is to learn to delegate better, work with people and try not to work as many hours. So that's my priority number one. Five years from now, it's hard to say, but I want to be doing the same thing I'm doing. I really like this company I'm working with and everybody that I'm working with is great. I'd like to see things grow there and hit a sustainable level because, I mean, every goal in the music industry is it'd be great for it to be on cruise control one day. Totally. Where you know that somebody's helping book the show, somebody's there to run production, somebody's marketing it and oversee all of it, let everybody do what they specialize in. That's the ultimate goal and what I really want to be doing. I guess it is like really hard just with what we do uh, because the music industry is just so – it's so unpredictable. Like you never oh, yeah. know 
never what's going to be happening what, like I, in I, five months from now, a little in five years. And how does show get canceled today because of rain? Because it rained freaking two inches again today. You know, uh-huh. it's like, and then now you're going to move that show to another time. And it's like, you just, you just never know. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, this is pretty much it. This cool. is, this well, is the end of the road. Now I wish I had a boys to men end of the road <laughs> cue to throw up, but I don't. So the best I could do is my outro that I already have. And uh, yeah. And that's all, folks. Thanks, Thanks for so on. much for listening. Thanks for being here. Kevin Safner. Thanks Dude. for having me, sir. Oh, yeah, do the real the, one. The, the last guest I had last week did a handshake thing, too. And I was like, oh, shit. I guess maybe this. How does this work? I guess this is going to be a thing now. We're going to be handshaking. Chest bump. So, <laughs> yeah. But hey, you know what? I'll be back again. Um, I'm uploading two times a week now. So I don't know if this is uploading on Monday or Thursday. So I don't know. If I should say, uh, you know, I'll be back again next week or back again later this week. I, I always used to say next week, but now that I'm doing two times a week, I just... It might not be. I just literally had that epiphany, like, right now. I'll be back soon. So, I'll be back for the next one. Mondays. Third, or was it? Yeah, Mondays Peace. and Thursdays. That's when we're uploading. So, whatever. If it's a... Uh, God, I'm sorry. Sometimes, you know, you just need to be a little bit more prepared and quit, quit while you're behind. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, do- I'm just going to leave it at that. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2019. Woo. Woo. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. That was awesome, man. That was fun. <laughs>